So this is Tony from Hagwan Start, and this is the podcast. You're listening to episode 80, and this is titled, How to Start a Hagwan Business with Very Little Money and Risk. All right, so anytime you start any business, it's most likely going to cost some money, but depending on the type of business you do start, it can cost as little as just 1 million won, or it can be up to 100 million won. Now... The more money you start off with, the more tools you can buy and the more resources you can use, but it doesn't necessarily mean the more successful it'll be. So now when I talk about starting a business, a Hagwon business with very little money and very little risk, I want to just to preface it and say that it's not going to be easy, but it is possible. It's going to take lots of work. It's going to take lots of patience. So it is possible. Now, when I first started my English Joseph So in 2013, my startup cost was about 38 million won. And of that 38 million won, 15 million was a deposit that I got back. So technically, it was 23 million won plus a 15 million won deposit. And then after, after the initial startup costs, monthly it was about 2 million won or 2.1 million won. Now, it really depends on what you want to do, but you can even start for less than that. And I go into detail on hogwonstart.com's, uh, the, the guides and the videos uh, that is available for the premium members. But basically, depending on how big you want to make it, what you want to invest in, whether you're going to invest in computers, technology, projectors, all that kind of stuff. But in this episode, I'm going to just talk about bootstrapping it, which is you know trying to start it with very little money or to, with no money. And it's possible to start with no money, but of course, you can accumulate money over while you are doing things like tutoring and then use that, save up that money to invest in other things. Now, the best business I, I've had run in Korea is Flower Gift Korea, and I actually started that business with about two to three million won, and started off as a side business while I was doing IGL English. So it goes to show that you don't need that much money to start a business that will become successful, but you do need to have you know money consistently so you can you know eat food, pay a rent, and whatnot. So it's always a great idea to start a side business while you are working a full-time job or if you already have a small business that's doing uh, decently. And that was my case with uh, IGL English. It was a English Kyozopso and it was doing well enough to support my wife and I and we were able to manage our time and control our time in a way that allowed us to start a side business uh, in the mornings. Now. Most businesses usually use a lot of capital. Uh, most of the businesses that come to mind when I think of English speakers in Korea are restaurants, right? Um, there are so many nice restaurants from you know people from different countries setting up. There aren't a lot of uh, other types of small businesses, and hopefully there will be more, uh, but there are some, right? Anyhow, so let's talk about going through and trying to make a Hagwon type business 
with just very little money. First off, why the first thing you should do is get experience through a job. So I know a lot of people want to just jump in or there's even some people who have money, like they might come to Korea for whatever reason and they have like maybe a hundred million won saved up and they bring that and they're thinking of I'm going to start a business in Korea and I can speak English so might as well start an English hagwon. Well, not too fast. It's not that easy to uh, start a hagwon these days, especially there is a lot more competition. Uh, people are more aware of what a good quality English teacher looks like and there is a lot of good quality already out there. So the very first thing my uh, what I suggest is to get experience through a job and get at least six months experience of of a job that in a hagwon that you want to open. So I would suggest you get a job in a medium-sized hagwon if possible. The smaller the better so you can actually see how it runs. Um, you don't want to work in a really big hagwon where they have like 10 floors and like thousands of customers, uh, students and whatnot. Because you're just probably going to be a teacher and you're going to be stuck in the classroom. You're not going to really see what's going on. So my suggestion is to get a job in a small hagwon so you can see what's going on. And next, you want to get involved in your communities. Now, you don't need to get necessarily involved where you're working at, but it's better if you get involved in that area. But if you go to a church or you're part of some like uh, basketball leagues or whatnot, you know, tell people you're planning on starting your own hagwon and that you're in the process of doing it, you're learning right now and whatnot. You want to let people know and make them aware that your hagwon will exist so that you are planting a seed in their head and letting them uh, know that your hagwon business will exist in the future because you never know that these people one day may send their child or they may know someone who wants to send their child to your English hagwon type business in the future, right? Tell them what you plan on teaching and whatnot. And if you don't even know, just tell them, you know, you're planning on opening an English hagwon one day and you're getting experience right now and you're learning. Now, once you get experience or if you don't want to get experience, then I mean, you are just increasing your risk. Uh, that's up to you. I know people who've done that and some people who have failed. I haven't met anyone recently in the last 10 years who just came and started Hagwon and they succeeded. Uh, I know some people who have bought a Hagwon and that was already, you know, already had customers and whatnot. Now that's different, right? But if you're going to start one from scratch, you need to have some experience. You really do. Or it's I, I've only seen failures, okay? And no matter how confident you are, and how much of an English speaker you look like, it doesn't matter because you won't have the reputation. Next is you want to get tutor students, right? You want to get students to pay you to teach you for your English service. Now, if you can't get any tutor students, then a good idea is to just volunteer, right? Volunteer teach in your area, closest, close as possible to the area where you're going to uh, open your school. So that people in your area see you as a teacher they want to you want people to uh, when they think of you they think of an english teacher and think of someone who is a good teacher or um, can really engage with your children uh, so if if you can't get a tutoring job you know volunteer uh, network get into get involved in your community make some relationships i know this is not easy um, it is easy but it's uh it can be a little uncomfortable right especially depending on your personality but this is very important um, I didn't do this 
um, I kind of just went in, but luckily I had a teaching job and I was able to leverage that. So you need to create some things that you can leverage and networking is a very important. And then if you can get tutor students, uh, tutor or volunteer for at least a couple months, I would say at least six months or so, and you're building your reputation. Like all of this, getting experience through a job, uh, getting tutor students, you're, you're, you're planting a seed in people's mind that you are an English teacher and that they can see you as someone that they can trust. And especially if you're opening up a small one, you need to do this. Uh, I, I honestly, honestly, if you, if you don't have like hundreds of millions of won, no, not even hundreds, maybe thousands of millions of won, which, which translates to like millions of dollars US, then I don't think you're going to be able to start a large hagwon and just hire people and have it successful in Korea. It's just impossible now, in my opinion. Um, nowadays, only like actual teachers who have teaching experience can really do it. So it sucks for people who just have money and who don't know what to do. Like you can no longer just go into the hagwon industry with just a lot of money and uh, hope to do well without any experience. It's impossible now. Uh, now it's for the, the market is open to people who have been in Korea for at least a year or two. Like these are the, the people who do best, people who've been in Korea for a year or two, have some teaching experience and are looking to maybe live in Korea long-term, um, those are the people that it's gonna be beneficial for because there are a lot of these types of small hagwons out there, kongupangs and kyosupsos, they already exist. Um, so yeah, anyhow, keep tutoring. And then as you tutor, right, you don't need any uh, startup, you don't have any startup expenses for tutoring, right? Cause you're gonna go to people's houses or maybe you use some kind of I don't know, maybe a coffee shop or whatever. You might have to pay for coffee or, you know, get your customer, your student to pay for coffee. And then once you get to about 20 students, and it could be even less, even 15 students, then you're going to rent a small room in a central area um, as close as possible to everybody. Of course, you as a tutoring, as a tutor, you're going to be traveling uh, to different houses, probably uh, different uh, complexes. So you want to do your best to uh, shorten that distance. Uh, you may have to let go of maybe a few tutoring students and um, you know that's a sad case but it's a trade-off um, for the long run because you do want to get your students to come to your school on your time so if you're able to combine classes and whatnot and there might be some parents who will not be happy about it but if they really respect you as a teacher they will still send you to their uh, they will still send their kids to your school especially if you're if this kids like you and stuff right so yeah you have to work hard you have to actually be a good teacher there is no um, shortcut um, be you know past being a good teacher if you're gonna start a small home business in Korea and nowadays I think owners themselves have to be a good teacher for it to be successful unless it has already been successful uh, for like 10 20 years uh, so you want to find a small room now a small room can go for anywhere from 300,000 won to a million won monthly. Now, we, you pretty much could have started this business with zero money because you could get tutoring students with no money at all, right? And obviously, you would be saving some of that money to, so that you could uh, invest in renting a space. Now, I would say you can get a small room probably for 300,000 won to 500,000 won, like one, one small room in pretty much almost almost any area of Korea, pretty much. Um, 
maybe you can go up to like a million one monthly but honestly if you're going past a million mon a million one monthly you got to be asking yourself do i really need this space in this area um some people they well obviously it's a good idea to think of your space as a marketing uh, tool like you know make it look really professional so people want to be there but you shouldn't be spending an extra couple hundred thousand won a month as a marketing fee hoping that that will get more students I mean I kind of did that but luckily I had other things to leverage but if you um, really don't well I guess it's up to you it's but I mean it could be a cost now rent we talked about and deposit is always negotiable depends on the type of building and it also depends on um, what um, like where where it is how big it is and whatnot but for a one room like you know you're thinking of you're probably gonna most likely transition into a Kyosubso if you're gonna be in a commercial building and what would be best is if you already owned an apartment or uh, you are renting an apartment and you turn one of your rooms into your in your home into the study area which would be your Kung Fu Bang uh, so you can go either way um, technically you can even if you already own the apartment you don't even need to pay for rent right but um, you know it might be a kyosub so because your apartment might not be big enough or it might not be in the right location so for a deposit it's negotiable um, from what I know the for like commercial building areas for commercial rooms you're looking at at least a 5 million one deposit uh, and roughly for the and it'll probably be up to 15 to 20 million won it shouldn't be more than that if you're only if you're not paying more than a million won monthly um, you can ask for it to be lower they may uh, increase your rent a little bit monthly like 50,000 won or something extra or something like that so uh, you know try to ask and see and if they don't then what can you do right now so you got your room and now you might want to get some furniture because you don't want kids sitting on the floor or maybe you do right I don't know it really depends on your style and what you're teaching and to get cheap furniture and books there is a website it's called the Chungo Nara Chungo means used Nara means like a nation or a country so Chungo Nara it has like the cheapest furniture because people everyone it's like it's like a Craigslist that everyone in Korea uses for used things and even my wife and I we put up some of the old new books so like we had books from our so when we closed it down in 2017 or 2016 um, when we were focusing on a flower gift career business and we needed to like you know sell some of the stuff we put it up on Chungonada um, and these are new books we've never used some of them and we would probably price it at maybe 70% of the cover price 80% sometimes 60% sometimes you can buy used ones at 50% of the cost so you can even buy old dictionaries that because a lot of Hagwons, you know, um, from what I'm seeing, the Hagwon business life, um, there are a lot of Hagwons that close after like less than five years. I don't know, maybe they just want to do another business or, or maybe they're fed up. Uh, and of course, there are some that, you know, last long and they have uh, from 20 years. But then in the end, Hagwons do close, right? And then new Hagwons open and they take the old furniture. It's kind of like the best thing to do because you don't need new furniture. I mean, you could if you want to invest in new furniture, that's up to you. But we're talking about on a shoestring budget. Uh, when we bought some of our used furniture. So when we first started our business, we bought new furniture. Uh, and then when we needed to get more furniture, we bought used ones. So new furniture, like a desk, was like we paid like 50,000 won for one. 
and then when we got some used ones we got it for about 5,000 won I mean it's a big difference right so uh, we got some furniture on Chungonara and sometimes you can even see on the Chungonara they'll say uh, I'm selling this these uh, like these chairs and these tables and then it's basically there it's like a closing of a hagwon they're like if you come in person I'll give you a discount if you buy a lot so like we went actually to the hagwon um, and it was like in an area with like so many hagwons but like I guess people were uh, leaving the area so that happens sometimes so yeah you want to definitely check out hagwonstart.com and learn more about some of the strategies and um, whatnot so that you can create the most successful hagwon business for yourself now once you do that you get some uh, you probably with like literally if you if you have 20 students you're not going to be teaching 20 students at one time you probably just need one large table and a couple of desks and you'll be set um, obviously you may want to get a uh, maybe a photocopier or whatnot I don't know it depends on how you do your teaching maybe you're just using course books it really depends but the bare minimum yeah you're gonna need a table and some chairs you can probably get that for less than a hundred thousand won right so on a shoestring budget Basically, we're looking at if you do it in your house, that's only a hundred thousand won that you're spending, right? That's very, very. It's not much, right? I mean, if you are getting a room, then you're looking at at least a five million won deposit. You know, it's up to you how you um, negotiate that. You can even negotiate lower. You know, I've heard of people getting it lower depending on the area, and then three hundred thousand won a month uh, on rent, and then I mean, once you get to twenty students, that's more than enough. Um, you should be getting at least, you know, a couple hundred thousand won from each student, right? Um, so, anyways, and that's how you build. And then you you keep expanding once you get enough students. Now, this is the the way to build a hagwon with little money and little risk. Um, if you are impatient, like so many people are, and like how I was, you might just want to invest money and just build it from the beginning. But I... Um, I don't think you should because you you know you build it and they may not come and then you have to close it down and you waste a lot of money. Uh, I've seen people do this. I know people who have done this and don't do this because you're going to regret it and then you're going to be oh I wasted time and money and you know what if you bought my material or if you just even listen to just all my free podcasts and blog posts you would not make these mistakes because I talk about them over and over again. And basically, I made some mistakes, but I never made a mistake so big that it costed me. Um, it costed me. It cost me uh, my whole business and you know lots and lots of lost money. Um, in the end, my IGL English, you know, it made money for me. Flyer Career, they both these businesses all made money for me. That I was able to save and pay off certain things and have some money saved up. So basically, um, be patient, learn, learn from. Uh, hagwonstart.com learn from other hagwon owners right find uh flower uh, facebook not flower facebook groups um i think there should be a hagwon startup group that still exists i'm not part of it anymore um because i kept like reading stuff and i i want to focus on my own stuff so that might still exist that was a good group um and basically you know find as much information as you can and so that you can minimize these risks, minimize these losses, right? You don't want to get these losses. That's it could be really, really depressing when you do. And of course, if you do lose, that's okay because you you can just grow. But make sure they are small losses. You make some small mistakes, and then you learn from them. 
And like I said, there is many, many, many people just failing. I, I especially in the hagwon industry, uh, they lack experience. They don't know what to do, and they just thought, "Hey, I can speak English. You know, I'm an English-speaking looking person. I'm native English speaker. Um, of course, I can make a hagwon business." And no, it's, it's it's not that easy, but it is easy. It's but it's going to take work, and you need to do it the right way, and you need to. Learn from someone who has done it and who knows other people who have done it. And now everyone who has done it, at least recently within the last ten years, um, all were good teachers, and they all started small. Okay, nobody I know started really big and got really really great. Unless they're like huge huge people with like millions and millions of dollars, like tens and millions of dollars to like just invest and they they're like lose profit for years and then they start making profit like. There are like maybe a few of those kinds of companies, but for the most part, they all started small, and they were actually good teachers. So if you're not a good teacher, uh, no offense, but you really shouldn't be starting a hagwon type business. And necessarily, you don't need to love teaching, but you do need to be a good teacher. Um, you or the main person in the business, and I think you should just do it yourself. Maybe you and your spouse, if they're willing to support you, and um, be a good teacher. So start small. Start now, adjust, build, right? Start to interact with potential customers. So the important thing is start, do something, right? Interact with potential customers. Like if you don't have any customers, interact with potential ones, like people in your community, whatever. You know, just let them know that you exist and that you are an English teacher, right? And that you teach English. People need to know that. That's important. And then once people get to know that, start actually teaching. These people or people that they know, and then your next step is to actually to start getting paid, and then that gets the ball rolling, right? All of this stuff. It all starts with just interacting with people and letting people know that you teach English, right? And then somehow that transitions into you getting paid, and then once you get your students as a tutoring uh, person, a tutor, then you can transition into uh, once you get enough students, you rent a place and you. Try to bring them, and you try to get them to come on your time, and then that's how you keep expanding your business, right? And one important thing is, what I found is personal conversations, one-on-one -on -one talks, they are a lot more effective than posting of flyers. Of course, of course, flyers they uh, provide awareness, but you want to be um, you want to be talking to people and letting people know that you are an English teacher. And that you can do a good job. All right, so that's how you start a Hagwon business with very little money and risk. It's going to take time. It's going to take work, and it's not a uh, a quick fix. And there is no quick fix in any business, right? So get you know get that into your mind and start, man. Start interacting with people in your area. All right, I hope this helped. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of HagwonStart.com. You can access any podcast episode and the show notes by visiting HagwonStart.com slash the number of the podcast episode. For example, the first episode, you can go to HagwonStart.com slash 001 and you can listen to the episode there. Good luck in your business planning and building and feel free to email me at HagwonStart at gmail.com if you have any questions. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes.